so let me start today's uh, book excerpt episode with a snatch from uh, the title uh, or music from this popular serial of the 1980s when india had mostly black and white television sets in their drawing rooms and uh, only one national channel where uh, this particular serial aired i think mostly on sunday mornings if i am not wrong so here was the title song uh, title music Uh, and also song but i'll play you the music uh, composed by carnatic uh, musician l vaidyanathan here it is so that was the theme music the of part that played at the start was the uh, end credits theme and then the later part that the more faster part that you heard was the opening theme of this beautiful serial called marguri days and uh, it was adapted from arkenaran's uh, 1943 collection of uh, 32 uh, short stories all based on the fictional town of marguri uh, but as uh, arkenaran himself said that uh, if i explain that malgudi is a small town in south india i shall only be experience expressing a half truth and uh, for the character characteristics of malgudi seem to be universal so that's the thing with malgudi so it is like an india which is deeply compassionate which is of a small town uh, village scape uh, kind of place this is pre independence india 
and the simple vulnerable people who inhabit this india and india which is fast disappearing in the wake of economic change and uh, as cultural disparities and all this so called development and uh, an india that is getting less compassionate probably and less peaceful in a way and more turbulent and sorrowful in a way and uh, this particular people who encompass arkanaran's stories uh, in marguri days are of another generation altogether those who have made out with li- uh, living with simple things for whom uh, little things and uh, routine things give gave comfort and uh, even a little change in that com- uh, routineness kind of uh, made their lives hell because they were th- that simple and that vulnerable and kind of made of fragile in a way and yet good people in a way and uh, the way arkanaran tells these stories that uh, they do, do have that universal touch of that these kind of people exist in the world everywhere those simple cheerful people the simple vulnerable one minded people who just want to live a simple routine life who don't have as many ambitions who just want to just chill out in a way <laughs> without uh, much ado and uh, anything that kind of disturbs this pattern uh the idleness of it uh so in a way i think marguri days is also a celebration of idleness in a way of that kind of peaceful idle life uh with uh, no ambitions as such but just a simple celebration of the li- of life and people it's something else actually and uh, it took me many years to really get to what arkanaran did with his stories because early when i first read it in my preteens i thought it was pretty simplistic and straightforward but now that uh, when we saw shankar nag's uh, adaptation in the beautiful tv series that he made in the 80s before he prematurely died in a accident and uh, so malgri days is one for the ages so i used to have a copy earlier so just today i brought this copy it's quite a uh, it's about 350 pages odd edition of the, these 32 stories and I, i think i'll read from the, one of these stories and uh, they have been my favorite and if you're not yet seen the television series adaptation of shankar nag of the 80s so uh, do catch that margaret do is adaptation but i would re- highly recommend the book too which is always a prolonged uh more personal experience where you can use your own imagination to and outlook and thought to really picture out what malgudi is and who these people are and what does it mean in a way so coming up on the side of movies music books etc by snehit kumla is a selection of reading from malgudi days a collection of sh- short stories by the legendary rk narayan catch you on, a- on the other side so before i get on to the story setting i love to read uh, rk narayan's own uh, introduction to this collection which i find to be interesting because he wrote this in 1981 uh, almost 40 years since malgudi days came out so here it is author's introduction the short story affords a writer a welcome diversion from hard work the novel whether good or bad printable or otherwise involves considerable labor sheer wordage 
anywhere between 60 and 100,000 words looks forbidding at first as it might well demand concentrated attention over an indefinite stretch of time although my novels are rather short by presentation standards while i am at work on one i feel restless and uneasy at being shackled to a task for months on end at such times one's mind also becomes uh, sentence ridden words last written or yet to be written keep ringing about one's ears to the exclusion of all other sounds or scents when the first draft has taken shape one feels lighter at heart but the relief is short lived the first draft will have to be followed by a second and possibly a third or fourth until perfection a uh, chimerical pursuit is attained attained and then some day one arbitrarily decides to pack up the manuscript and mail it to one's literary agent at the end of every novel i have vowed never to write one a propitious moment to attempt a short story or two i enjoy writing a short story unlike the novel which emerges from relevant minutely worked out detail the short story can be brought into existence through a mere suggestion of detail the focus being kept on a central idea or climax the material available to a short story writer in india is limitless within a broad climate of inherited culture there are endless variations every individual differs from every other individual not only economically but in outlook habits and day to day philosophy it is stimulating to live in a society that is not standardized or mechanized and is free from monotony under such conditions the writer has only to look out of the window to pick up a character and thereby a story a short story must be short on that point there is universal agreement but the definition of a short is not but the definition of a story is not uh, is understood differently at different levels ranging from the news reporters use of the term to the literary pundits uh, profundities on the subject of plot climax structure and texture with do's and don'ts for the writer speaking for myself i discover story when a personality passes through a crisis of spirit or circumstances in the following 30 odd tales almost invariably the central character faces some kind of crisis and either resolves it or lives with it but some stories may prove to be nothing more than a special or significant moment uh, in someone's life or a pattern of existence brought into view i have named this volume malgudi days in order to give it a plausibly geographical status i am often asked where is malgudi all i can say is that it is imaginary and not to be found on any map although the university of chicago press has published a literary atlas with a map of india indicating the location of malgudi malgudi if i explain that malgudi is a small town in south india i shall only be expressing a half truth for the characteristics of malgudi seem to be seem to me universal i can detect malgudi characters even in new york for instance west 23rd street where i have lived for months at a time off and on since 1959 possesses every element of malgudi with its landmarks and humanity remaining unchanged the drunk lolling on the steps of the synagogue the shop sign announcing in blazing letters everything in the store must go within a week 50% off on all items the barber the dentist the lawyer and the specialist in fishing hooks tackle and rods the five and 10 and the delicatessen the man greeted me with hi where have you been all this time where do you go for your milk and rice nowadays little realizing that i am not a permanent resident of 23rd street or of america either 
all are there as they were with an air of unshaken permanence and familiarity above all the chelsea hotel where i revisited uh, after many years and was received with a whoop of joy by the manager who hugged me and summoned all his staff or those who were still alive to meet me including the old gentleman in a wheelchair now 116 years old a permanent resident who must have been in his early 90s when i last stayed at that hotel malgudi has been only a concept but has proved good enough for my purposes i cannot i can't make it more concrete however uh, much however much i might be interrogated when an enthusiastic television pro- producer in london asked me recently if i would cooperate by showing him around malgudi and introducing him to the characters in my novel novels for the purpose of producing a, an one hour long feature i felt shaken for a moment and said out of politeness i am going to be busy working on a new novel another malgudi novel he asked yes i said what will it be about about a tiger possessing a human soul oh that sounds interesting i think i will wait it will be marvelous to include the tiger in my documentary rkn september 1981 so interestingly what arkanaren is talking in this introduction at the end uh, went on to become a tiger for malgudi which is one of my favorite uh, arkanaren novels i don't think arkanaren was all, as good a, as a novelist as he was a short story writer as he himself uh, kind of confesses at the start he was uh, he hated the hard work and the continuous uh, uh, focus unrelenting focus that one needs to write a novel uh, so that's why the short stories but he still wrote in couple of great novels which i really love one is of course a tiger for malgudi and another one is which is my absolute favorite i haven't read it in many years i want to read it again uh, the world of nagaraj which is i, I thought just how a, an indian in pre independence india or even after independent india the idyllic indian the ideal indian but at peace indian who finds any little uh, chink or any little change in his routine uh, very disturbing that is well summed up in the world of nagaraj in very comical and very engaging prose so anyway i'll be reading from uh, malgudi days one of the stories probably part of it or probably in whole so catch you on the other side here on movies music books etc by snehit kumla uh, you are, you will be listening to a story from malgudi days by arkanaren on the other side of the bridge catch you on the other side <laughs> So I'll be reading from this beautiful story, uh, which was uh, adapted very nicely by Shankar Nag. I think uh, Dina Patak played the title role, and it w- gave a very interesting insight to the Indian uh, willing Indian woman in a uh, caught in a uh, marriage, in an arranged marriage, and the kind of tradition we had where uh, women uh, blindly uh, supported their husband no matter how he turned out to be. Uh, so that kind of culture was kind of <laughs> uh shockingly very easily adapted in indian culture and still is i think uh, in a certain way uh, largely even though uh, since uh, women have uh, gained financial freedom and have been uh, working on their own careers doing their own businesses uh, those things have changed uh, for the better but it's a very very insightful story i thought uh, 
uh, to be adapted and also to be to read also so here it is reading from an excerpt from a willing slave right from the start no one in the house knew her name no one for a moment thought that she had any other than aya none of the children ever knew when she had first come into the family the eldest being just 6 months old when she entered service now he was 17 and studied in a college there were five children after him and the last was 4 years old the aya repeatedly renewed her infancy with every with each one of them kept pace with them till they left her behind and marched forward and then she slipped back to the youngest and grew up with him or her it might be said that the limit to which she could go in years was 6 if she stepped beyond that boundary she proved herself a blundering nuisance for instance how hard it was for her to conduct herself in the servant world which consisted of the cook two men servants a maid servant a gardener and his unpaid assistant their jokes fell flat on her their discussions did not interest her and she reported to her mistress everything that she heard heard the gardener very nearly lost his job once for his opinion of his master which was duly conveyed by the aya she was fairly unpopular in the servants quarters she constituted herself a timekeeper and those who came late for work could not escape her notice the moment a late comer was sighted the old woman would let out such a scream demanding an explanation that the mistress of the house would come out and levy a fine this was an entirely self imposed task just as she also kept an eye on the home tutor who came in in the mornings and taught uh, children arithmetic and english the aya hovered about all the time the teacher was present for she had a suspicion that he would torture the children she viewed all teachers as her enemies and all schools as private house, prison houses she thought it was a cruel perversity that made people send children to school she remembered how her own two children now grandfathers used to come home and demand 3 pies for buying some herb a paste of which was indispensable for preparing their skins for the next day's pinching and caning they said that the school inspector himself had ordered the purchase of the herb it was a part of their education she had asked once or twice why do you stand there and allow yourselves to be beaten we have got to do it the boys answered it is a part of our studies it seems that our teachers won't get their wages unless they cane us a certain number of times every day the old woman had no occasion to know more about teachers so she kept a watch over their home tutor if he so much as raised his voice she checked with him with don't you try any of your tricks on these angels these are no ordinary children if you do anything my master will lock you up in jail be careful her other self imposed tasks were to see the baker's boy didn't cycle on the lawn that the newspaper man didn't drop the paper in, into the nursery and that the servant didn't doze off in the afternoon she also attended on guests took charge of their clothes and acted as an intermediary between them and the washing boy and above all when everyone in the house was out she shut and bolted all the doors sat down on the front porch and acted as a watchman 
these were all her secondary duties her main job for which she received two meals a day 15 rupees a month and three saris a year kept her active for over 12 hours in the day at 6 in the morning radha the last child of the house shouted from her bed upstairs aya and the aya would run up the stairs as fast as her size permitted because radha would not give more than a quarter of an hours interval between shouts and now when the aya stood near the cot and parted the mosquito net radha would ask where were you aya here all the time my darling were you here all night of course i was were you sleeping or sitting up oh oh would i lie down when my radha was sleeping i was sitting up with a knife in my hand if any bad men had tried to come near you i would have chopped off their heads where is the knife i just went down and put it away won't you let me have a look at the knife aya oh no children must never see it when you grow up into a little girl when you grow up into a big girl when you are tall enough to touch the lock of that almira i will show you the knife would you like to be very tall yes i can then open the al- almira and take the biscuits myself isn't it so aya yes yes but uh, you will never be tall if you stay in bed in the mornings you must get up wash drink milk and you will see how very fast you grow 3 days ago you were so high because you got up without giving me any trouble after drinking her glass of milk radha would run into the garden and suggest that they play trains the aya now had to take out a tricycle and a doll radha sat on the tricycle clasping the doll to her bosom and uh, the aya bent nearly double and pushed the tricycle the tricycle was a train the flower pots were stations and the circular fern house was bangalore aya was the engine driver the doll was radha and radha was her mother sometimes and sometimes the man who commanded the train to stop or go now and then the aya stopped to take out her pouch and put a piece of tobacco into her mouth why has the train stopped demanded radha the screw is loose i'm fitting it up you're chewing yes but it is not tobacco it is a medicine for headache i bought it from the medicine seller at the station is there a medicine seller here yes yes said the aya and pointed at the jasmine bush radha looked at the bush and said oh seller give me some good medicine for my poor aya she has such a bad headache doctor at bangalore the train stopped for a long time then the aya was asked to lie down and sleep on a patch of sand and radha went around the town with the child the game went on till radha's mother called her in for a bath and after that the aya was free for an hour or more at midday she squatted amidst uh, amidst toys in the nursery her immense figure contrasting grotesquely with the tiny elephants and horses cooking vessels and dolls around her she and radha sat a yard apart but each was in her own house they cooked performed puja and called on each other it was easy for radha to spring up and pay aya a visit but it would be an extreme torture for the aya to return the call in the same manner and so if the aya stooped forward it was accepted as a visit After playing this game for an hour the aya felt drowsy and said Radha night has come let us go to the bed so that we may get up early in the morning Is it already night 
इट इज आई लिफ्ट लिट द लैम्प आवर्स एगो रिप्लाइड द आया इंडिकेटिंग सम निक नैक विच स्टूड फॉर द लैम्प गुड नाइट आया यू मस्ट ऑल्सो लाई डाउन द आया क्लियर्ड ए स्पेस फॉर हर सेल्फ एंड ले डाउन आर यू एस्लीप आया येस जस्ट प्ले स्लीप नॉट रियल द आया सेड एवरी फाइव मिनट्स एंड वेरी सून राधा फेल स्लीप द आयाज ड्यूटीज कमेंस्ड अगेन एट फोर ओ क्लॉक राधा केप्ट हर रनिंग कंटिन्यूसली टिल एट वेन शी हैड टू बी कैरियड ऑफ टू हर बेड इन बेड शी हैड टू हैव हर स्टोरीज द आयाज क्वैटेड बिलो द कॉट एंड नरेटेड द स्टोरी ऑफ द ब्लैक मंकी विच रोल्ड इन सैक ऑफ चॉक पाउडर बिकेम वाइट एंड मैरिड ए प्रिंसेस एट द वेडिंग समवन स्प्रिंकल्ड वॉटर ऑन हिम एंड ही केम आउट इन इज ट्रू कलर ही वॉज चेस्ड आउट presently a dobi took pity on him and washed bleached and ironed him in which state he regained the affection of the princess when the story was over radha said i don't like to sleep let us play something aya asked do you want the old fellow in the mansion of the old fellow worked wonders and child of the child was kept in terror of him he was supposed to be locked up in a disused dog kennel in the compound he was always shouting for the aya He was ever ready to break the door open and carry her away. The ayah always referred to him in scathing language. I have beaten that scoundrel into pulp. Very bad fellow, disgusting monkey. He won't leave me in peace even for a moment. But if you don't sleep, how can I find the time to go and kick him back into his house? Once in three months, the ayah oiled and combed her hair, put on his bright sari, bade everyone. in the house and elaborate goodbye and started for saidapet there she had her home the only evidence others had of her far off home was the presence of a couple of rowdy looking men in the backyard of the bungalow at the beginning of every month the ayah spoke of them as those saidapet robbers why do you encourage them asked her mistress sometimes what can i do It is the price I pay for having borne them for nine months, and she received her month's pay and divided most of it between them. So old, clumsy, and so unwieldy, it was often a wonder to others how she was going to get in and out of buses, reach Saidapet, and return. But she would be back by the evening, bring, bringing a secret gift of peppermints for Radha. Secret because she had often been warned not to give unclean sweets to the children. Once she went to Saidapet and did not return in the evening. Radha stood on the porch, gazing at the gate. Even the next day, there was no sign of her. Radha wept. Her mother and others were furious. She had perhaps been she has perhaps been run over and killed. They said, "Such a blundering blind fool! I am surprised it didn't happen before. She must have taken it into her head to give herself a holiday suddenly." I will dismiss her for this. No one is indispensable. These old servants take too much for granted. They must be taught a lesson. Three hours later, the ayah stood before the lady of the house and saluted her. The lady was half glad to see her and half angry. You will never get leave again, or you may go away once and for all. Why didn't you return in time? The ayah laughed uncontrollably. Even her dark face was flushed. and her eyes were bright why do you laugh you idiot what is the matter the aya covered her face with her sari and mumbled he has come and she giggled who 
the old fellow at the mention of the old fellow radha who had all the time been tightly hugging the aya freed herself ran into the kitchen and shut the door who is the old fellow asked the lady i can't tell his name the aya said shyly your husband yes said aya and breathed awkwardly and breathed awkwardly he wants me to cook for him and look after him the man was there when i i went home he sat as if he had never gone out of the house he gave me a fright madam he is out there in the garden please won't you look at him the lady went out and saw a wizened old man standing in the drive salute our lady don't stand there and blink the aya said the old man raised his arm stiffly and salamed he said i want thai it seemed odd to hear the aya been called by her name i want thai she is to cook for me she must go with me he said suddenly you want to go aya the aya averted her face and shook with laughter he went away years ago he was in ceylon tea gardens how could anyone know he was coming the sarkar sent him back who will take her of today who will take care of him now half an hour later she walked out of the house led by her husband proud of his glove she took leave in the most touching and ceremonious manner of everyone except radha who refused to come out of the kitchen when the aya stood outside the kitchen door and begged her to come out radha asked is the old man carrying you off yes dear bad fellow who left the door of the dog house open no one he broke it open what does he want he wants to carry me off said the aya i won't come out till he's gone all right go go before he comes here for you the aya acted on this advice after waiting at the kitchen door for nearly half an hour and i ended up uh, reading the entire story it's a short story but it's a wonderful story i thought uh, the willings a uh, willing slave by arkinaren from his uh, collection of wonderful short stories uh, malgudi days so that's it uh, from today's edition of book excerpts from my podcasting channel movies music books etc until the next time happy reading and happy living thank you